There he is, Big TJ. What's going on, baby? Hola. Um, you know, I'm just over here messing with my sound settings, drinking a bunch of coffee. Classic TJ. You know, you know Classic what I mean. TJ. What's up with you, bro? Well, I'm just getting this exciting news from uh, President Joe Biden that the the mask is no longer relevant. Uh, if you if you've been vaccinated, but good luck checking my paperwork, losers. The mask is no longer needed in anywhere outdoor no outdoor settings but we live an out, outside lifestyle here in la and and so i think that it's we can not that i wasn't doing this before but jogging maskless hiking maskless you know what i mean Damn. like whatever you want to do outdoors when you take the dog for a walk even though i know you're not wearing a mask you, you don't have to now so i will no longer receive scowls from super citizens as i'm doing my walk and walking avoiding people yeah i, across I actually, the street and everything like that that's this big news it's big news i tweeted something about this earlier but i I think now there's going to be a rash of, of, of fights when someone approaches you and demands to see your vaccine card mm-hmm. if you have your mask off and you're like, bitch, fuck you. And then you and then we're throwing hands. Do you, do you see that happening? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be like, hey, if you need if you don't believe me and you need to look at my digital wallet, I will fight you. Yeah, I, I feel like I don't put the energy out into the world that I'm somebody who would want to do that. You know, I, I'm a I'm an upstanding member of the community, I think. So people look at me and they're like, this bitch probably is vaxxed. I don't really have anything to worry about, you know? Well, unfortunately, I am getting vaxxed. So I guess I, I wanted to be a <laughs> I sorry. wanted to be a bad boy. I wanted to be a bad boy, but I do have an appointment for tomorrow, actually. Can you stop talking about vax stuff for one second, Chris? Jesus, you're always blabbing on about your appointments and your Modernica. I know. Oh my God, which one did you get? Oh my God. I just say I just said Modernica. That that's that you know, combining <laughs> combining two of your interests. Um, yeah, this is so. This is this is big. What I think. So once you big. once you read the news that it'll be uh, will be open for European travel as soon as. As soon as you're vaxxed up coming oh, this summer, yeah, that's then why. Obviously, that's why I'm doing you it. You instantly ready, made that appointment. I'm ready to hop on Delta One to any sort of European country. I'd love to touch down in London, tap in with my mates. You know, maybe as great beat. as Indianapolis is, you do want to <laughs> touch down foreign soils. What you're saying? I would, I would, you know, like to go back to Paris for a baguette and then just come back. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just. Just really, the Ritz is accepting reservations. Um, yeah, you know the beach in Greece is looking pretty good. Um, that's really it, though. I think you could. I think Greece was open the whole time. They're just like, hey, man, whatever. I mean, I think I think the reality is a lot of places are gonna. You know, I mean, they, people want to make money, man. It's like a it's a good time to make money. I mean, they I'm don't want ads. to. They need to, or they will. They just need to. Not you know, they'll just their life will be over. So yeah, they will we cease to exist. Well, this is good news, man. I mean. You know, hopefully it's going to be interesting to get to the point where people are like, all right, we're actually getting back to normal and we and we don't feel the need to guilt or shame anyone. It's like that might never really, happen, really Jason, do it. Which, which is like, a yeah, you're right. It's a phenomenon that I don't know if will ever happen. I think the super citizen shamers are going to all I think it might they're always going to find a way now, mm-hmm. I think, moving moving forward in our in our lives. Yeah. Well, that's that's fine. That's fine. The the super citizens keep us who we are and gives us something to podcast about. I guess. No, that's that's true. Yeah, those losers do give us something to podcast about. But yeah, so it's it's a, it's a big day in the news. Um, people are upset, uh, of course, um, but more people are happy. I think, which is a is a is a net positive mm-hmm. for for society. 
yeah the same the same way that you eventually are going to get vaccinated and you came to the realization that that will happen the the same thing needs to happen for the super citizens they need to come to the realization that like the world is not going to be like this forever or you know it's we have to go back it's it's just unsustainable and if they can if we can do it they can do it I guess I'm kind of sounding like a weird anti-vaxxer person or whatever. But well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I just want everyone to be like happy and normal again, and like that's. I think that's never going to happen. I'm not even exaggerating. I, know, I, liter- I, I literally, I, I'm not trying to be uh, Debbie Downer, but I do believe there are people that are going to be so upset about this and think it's the wrong decision, no matter what medical evidence they have. Yeah, that it's just like. Obviously, it'll be a smaller percentage. You know, don't don't get me wrong, but yeah. the first day I can walk into a gym maskless and put a couple plates on the fucking bar, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna levitate, TJ. I'm gonna fucking levitate. Yeah, I, and I've learned that at my um, Equinox location here in Glendale, if uh, if you look, if you if you plan it the right way, you can you can kind of go mask off a little bit. I mean, I, I I don't do it, but I see a lot of oh, interesting. I see a yeah, lot you of don't the do on the treadmills. Using the mask rule as, as simply a suggestion and not a yeah of course no I mean I, understand I give them that. a shout wink. Out to the yen- I give them a cough shout out to the shout out to the Yentas I I stand with you I mean what else is going on though but so Jason you have been on the road to recovery you sent us a cool picture of your <laughs> um matchstick sized leg with with a kettlebell of, of undetermined size um, I think it was on your I think it was like a seventeen point five pounds something like that okay so that you you hooked that to your foot. Because that's that's a rehab for your knee exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, I, I've been doing a lot of knee knee habs, and that's that's a, a big. There, I, I follow a basketball rehabilitation, like a basketball player rehab Instagram. I love page. that guy, by the way. I, 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 it's really interesting that that. I feel like this is what's such it called? A good is it called basketball biology? I think is what it's called. I, be, I like believe that. so. But yeah, he's he's like so. a guy so. that is in like amazing shape, and he has all these kind of odd workouts that. Are more so to get, you know, if you're a basketball player, it's like things to get your vertical up and you know protect your knees. Just, but it's very relevant to me as a as an ultra tall. Um, you know, it's all just stuff that works out well for me, even though I'm not on the Phoenix Suns. It's just like just random weird movements and odd squats and dips and lifts and no it's really interesting i i think that that's such a good use of social media like actual Mm -hmm. something you can actually use and and like he has the bona fides to make it legitimate and it's free to you and i'm I'm really happy you found that as am i and it's the kind of thing where it's like here's here's like a good amount of content for you that's just for free and you can look at it and i'm sure if you go to this person's website you can you know subscribe to something or get like a full workout plan if you really want to take it to the next level or support this person like that's that has some real value to me that i can understand versus just you know yeah i mean i think if you're i mean you're pretty you're like you know you understand the gym and you understand how it all works so if there's somebody that can kind of give you the roadmap and it's going to be obviously either free or much more affordable than hiring like a personal mm-hmm. uh rehab you know what i mean a pt to come three times a week or whatever bingo um so what what how are you feeling being back at the Knox? I, I know the warm hug hits different when you're not able to slather your giant body in free keels lotion and sweat it out in the in the sauna. But is it still feeling like a, a warm hug? Yeah, it feels it feels great to just have like a giant area to go stretch out and like eleven different foam rollers and the bands and the ankle weights and you know what anything that I would ever even consider wanting to use or even try something that I, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all just there at my disposal and it's all brand new and in perfect 
conditioned and sanitized every 45 minutes. So that part is good. And it's also good to just like, you know, get out of the house. Yeah, of course. You know, unplug, not have the computer, you know, get some alone time from me and my life partner. Quick question, quick question. Sorry to interrupt. It, it, are, did they did they stop doing the cold towel program? Cold towels are on ice, pardon the pun. But yeah, I think for COVID reasons, when you walk in, when you, when you check in, they ask you, would you like a towel? And then they hand you a towel. There's no... I see. There's no stacks of towels. Well, yeah, there's no stacks of towels and there's no cold eucalyptus towel refrigerators. Let me tell you, let me, let me tell you something about the towel program at Equinox. I used to abuse that shit. I can't even lie. Yeah, of course. I'd be taking a towel. I'd be taking a towel every time I turned around. If there's a towel available, <laughs> I'm going to snatch one off the stack. Me too. If it's cold. If it's hot, I don't care what. I'm going to wipe something down. And I, I just, I love a fresh towel on deck. It's the same, the same Keel's logic that I have. It's like I, I'm paying an exorbitant amount of money to be at this gym. That you know, I'm, I'm going to take care of it, or take advantage of every amenity you know, that I can, it's, despite it's, its impact on our Earth. Well, sure, of course. I mean, it was kind of crazy because I, I thought back about this when you mentioned Equinox recently that you were rejoining the, the firm. Um, I I, uh, I only I only showered at Equinox one time in my membership because my hot water was out at my apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember you saying that. And it, I, I do not like that. I just do not like. I hate a public shower. Last thing I want to do, but it is you know if you if if it's not an option for you, they they make it. They make the that pill go down real smooth over at the Knox. No, they do, and it was it was it, look. I was in a blessed position where I was very close to my own apartment, so it was a quick stroll. You know what I mean. But if I had if I had to get to work or something, obviously it, it, that is a good situation as far as oh, yeah. crunch ain't crunch ain't hitting like that. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> crunch is definitely not hitting like that. But yeah, it feels good. I mean, like my strategy for the old knee is just to like get the muscles in and around it as strong as possible so you know moving forward hopefully this won't happen again and then the biggest takeaway is like i i I definitely and everyone you know everyone can relate to this i never was stretching enough and you could always be stretching more unless you're one of those people that just like literally does it two hours a day which i would just go crazy doing but i've i've like probably quadrupled the amount of stretching time that i do and it's and it's something that before was like an option of like if i have time to stretch i'll do it but and now it's like it's budgeted into the workout it's as it's as important it, no recovery as is, is as important as the workout itself especially as we're getting up in these years huh chris it's true well i i did i received a new recovery tool from uh our family at hyper hyper ice oh, nice. um adrian ho hooked me up with the hypervolt go which is their new portable version um, so I can take it back and forth to the Big Apple. I got to say something. This shit is percussive as hell. Um, <laughs> and it is, you know what? The, the major advancement, I think it's quiet. This is not a plug, you guys. This is not a plug. This is not a plug. It really is. It's unpaid. Unpaid endorsement. It's, yeah, it's unpaid. It's just really quiet. Well, the the is so sound nice. is a big issue because I have, you know, the, I have the bigger one and it is, it is pretty loud. Like you, I have to put my AirPod Pros on silent mode or else it's, it's too, it's too gnarly. You have to turn off. Yeah, you have to. You have to turn off the. You know the circle. Uh, while or, or put it on mute so you don't miss anything. That's right. Um, but but I, yeah, it's tough. But anyway, so I'm I'm also obviously constantly thinking about recovery. Um, in in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. And also the warm ups when we join the tennis courts to to do battle once again. Before we we're not just going to get into it. We're gonna bring the we're bringing the bands. We're bringing the yeah. thing, we're, we're attaching things to poles, and you know we're spending a half an hour. No problem. Limbering up beforehand. Okay, good. I much like much like an NBA player. I want to take the court drenched in sweat, like I've already done the workout. 
yeah. you know, and, and, and that, that's how warm we need to be. And we, we, at, at, at GCC, we would see the college players warming up and they're doing like, it's a full 45 minute routine of them warming up. And then they hit the court before they even touch a racket before they even touch a racket. I think that's something we, we should take something away from. Yeah. They're, they're, they're tight 19 year old bodies are doing that. And my old, my old ass is not. And you know, that's a quick way to get it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we do have a guest today, Jason. Um, and, um, her name is Caroline Calloway. You guys probably know her from her, um, her fame, uh, related to, related to, um, you know her from being famous. Well, famous on the internet, you know, you, you, you recognize her from her, uh, her scammer, um, viral moment. Um, but she's also, you know, now she's selling art. She's selling antiques. She's, uh, on OnlyFans raking in a, a, a pretty decent sum. It sounds like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, she's every, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you already know who, who she is. And obviously her appearing on this podcast was a blessing. And thank you. Thank you to Caroline for doing this. Um, we already recorded the interview, so I'm talking post tense, but you know, she, she's everything that you want her to be on this episode of How Long Gone. You know, truly, truly a pod, a pod pro. No, a pod pro. I agree. And I, I'm, I'm happy that she joined us and it does feel a little bit overdue. Um, but, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. We're here to, to make up for lost time. Um, so yeah, we're, we're tapping in with Caroline live from her garden, uh, in New York City, uh, where she's put some mm-hmm. stones down and there seems to be some soil. Uh, so I'm glad, I'm glad we got a chance to see that visually, Jason. And, and unfortunately the listeners not gonna be able to do that, but what can you do? Yeah. I'll post some screenshots of her koi pond on the discord. Don't worry guys. Yeah. Great. Um, all right. Yeah. Let's get into it. Uh, let's give, let, let's listen to, to our conversation with Caroline. Guess where I am. Uh, it looks like you're in a backyard of sorts, a garden, if you will. Where, what? Uh, yes. W- what is the location? On Bel Jardin in my backyard, um, I am transforming the empty, barren lot of dirt that was behind my apartment for the past 10 years that I've lived here into, uh, look at this, all these paths. I made these. I made these paths. <laughs> Those are a lot of paths. Yeah, yeah. Some... Some people might say too many paths and, you know, some people would be wrong. I would say it's the right. Look at this. I could get lost on those paths. I could get lost on those paths while I discover myself. So I'm putting in a pond right here. And then all of this is going to be wildflowers. There's some big bottles of champagne and a hammock. I mean, let's trace the lineage of your green thumb. Is this a recent addition to your arsenal or is this something you've always been interested in? No, my apartment is actually the place where potted plants come to die. Um, in fact, when I'm like buying plants at the store, I all but like whisper into their leaves. Like, I'm so sorry I've chosen you. Like, <laughs> I wish someone like had chosen you that would let you live. But um, I I love plants. That's the old Caroline, though. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, these are not potted plants. These are plants that are going into Mother Earth. I'll blame the New York, the toxic New York City soil if they don't. I grow. would. I would. But do I also that. have some white lambrusco. Oh wow! For downers and some iced coffee for uppers. So I'm ready to party for this episode. Okay. How often do you podcast under the influence? I only podcast under the influence. You sound like Jason. <laughs> I'm under the I have my gallon of water here um because you know we're, we're trying to hydrate. Jason, what are you sipping on? I'm just sipping on coffee and water. I'm not it's it's only noon here so I'm not uh it's not turned up hours yet. Wait, you know what? You know what is so rude of y'all? You did not send me a water bottle. 
I had to watch everyone I know and love get water bottles from y'all. And I was not on the PR gifting list. And I I was sad. But you Carolyn, know what? We, we didn't have your address, but we have... There's a box right behind me that says Nalgene <laughs> Bottles. And there's one in there with your name on it. I just need to get your, your home address and it'll be there post haste. Thank you. I really want that. The other night I got absolutely fucked up at a party. Like not, not podcast buzzed. I mean like... <laughs> I was like, if I don't have some water right now, like I need to go to the hospital. And someone gave me water in that bottle and was like, you, you keep this. And I don't even know who it was, but I want you to send them another water bottle because now I have. So you're saying to me that some drunk New Yorker handed you, gifted you a how long gone water bottle because you were in such dire straits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I would have phrased that story as your your merch saved my life. But if you want to phrase it that way, that's fine. No, that that works okay, for I'm us. I'm dying to know. I'm dying to know who this influencer. Yeah, was. me too. Are you able to divulge that? Let's narrow it down. No, I actually. Or were you too slizzard to even realize who it was? No, I think it was someone. Did you send one to um, Jackie Flowers? I'm not familiar with Jackie Flowers. Okay, well, I don't it, think so. This was a party at his apartment. Brandon Flowers, yes, not Jackie. <laughs> yeah, Flowers. yeah, yeah. And I, I, I did not see Jackie post a bottle on his Instagram story, so I don't think it was his. And I did not know the person who was giving me water, so I really think that someone brought it to the party that night. Okay, set it down. This random guest was like, "Oh my god, this girl is dying. I'm gonna give her some water." And I was like, "Oh my god." Please give me this water. I'm dying. And then. So we did save your motherfucking life, Carol. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. What is your. So New York. I mean, I've been back and forth a little bit in the past couple of months. And I have to say the energy is absolutely electric. Absolutely on point. I have been having. Okay. Every. I've been back for about one month at this point. Every day keeps being the best day of my life. And I am just waiting for the other shoe to drop at this point. Like. I, I'm probably going to be canceled like at any moment now because things are just too beautiful, too good. It's suspicious. Like I just, <laughs> I can't trust how great it is. So in the last right month, now. you've made New York love you like 10 times as much as they loved you before. Is that, does that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was pretty easy to do because they hated me before. So I really like, <laughs> okay, I just okay. say they like me now, but no, I do feel in a way being so canceled as I have been and surviving it, I really feel like it imbued me with a superpower that I'm grateful to have. Like I feel in almost a Trumpian Kardashian way, like Teflon uncancelable. Like like you have the cancel antibodies is what you're saying to me. You're yeah you're yeah. you're untouchable now. Yeah. I, I have, have cancel culture antibodies at this point. Exactly. Your Instagram just rejects any takedown attempts. You couldn't cancel me if you tried. But that being said, God, it's so fucking nice to just be liked and to just like have people think you're a good person. Like I, it was exhausting having to hold on to the idea of, of myself as like a sweet, good hearted girl when the whole world thought I was bad. Like that takes a lot of energy and it's just 
it's just so nice not having to do that. It's just so nice being so well liked. Like, what are some? Did you have a strategy on how to get back in the good graces of the Big Apple, or would, did it just happen naturally? Luckily, my personality is bomb as fuck, so that was really working in my. <laughs> that favor. always helps. Yeah, I find I, I suffer from that same affliction, so I'm glad to hear that we have that in common. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's you know. It's a gift, but mainly a curse. Was your personality bomb, you know, a month ago or a year ago or how, was, what has changed? It was always bomb, but I mm-hmm. will say that there were definitely, I mean, Natalie's article came out two days before I found out about my dad's suicide. And I think when you're going through like white hot blinding grief, mm-hmm. it is, it is hard to be bomb among among it's hard to even be like okay actually let alone bomb as fuck but um (laughs) but no i i think my personality the strongest thing i ever had going for me was the fact that i never scammed anyone and while elizabeth holmes and billy mcfarland and anna delvey all are either in prison have been to prison are on trial on their way to prison the biggest thing I had going for me was that like, I just got struck by like viral lightning. Just, I just, I just had, was that one in a million person and that, and that sucked, but it was also, it was also great that I wasn't going to jail, was not a criminal. Great point. Going to jail does suck. Exactly. It sucks big time. I mean, I, I wouldn't know, which is a a point I want to stress, but like, (laughs) I do imagine it really sucks. But um, like I just made a niche event for a niche community that everyone on the internet thought was fucking dumb. Or I would say everyone who was never going to buy a ticket in the first place thought was overpriced and way too disorganized. While all my bougie, chaotic followers were like, yeah, we want this product. Mm-hmm. And then and then once that happened, my ex-best friend who really turned out was just seething with jealousy the whole time we knew each other reached out to new york magazine pitched a story and then i went viral again but in between those two things what i learned that's most important more so than having a bomb personality like if anyone's out there listening i don't think y'all will get canceled i have only good good energy around your future on the internet don't even want to think it but if a listener out there wants to know how to survive being canceled the fact that I went viral as a scam, not once, but twice, really gave me a chance to learn. And since I'm not, since I'm not the vapid, pretty, dumb bitch that Natalie made me out to be, since I actually did go to Cambridge and I built my brand alone and I'm very intelligent, I really paid attention to how much I tried to fight it the first time when I went viral as a scam. I really... I tried to apologize. I tried to make it stop. I tried to plead my case. I tried to change people's minds. And I realized that surviving being canceled and coming out on top is much like surviving a riptide. If you struggle against the current, you will expend all your energy too soon, too quick, and drown. But if you swim in the direction the current is carrying you until it subsides a little bit or lets up, by the way, that's the first time I burped on this podcast. Probably won't be the last because I'm drinking a <laughs> bottle of bubbly shit right now. But um, you have a you have a wet little Lambrusco going down, and it's bubbly as hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. I like my carbonated. I like my Lambrusco highly car- carbonated. Right. Otherwise, what's the point? Otherwise, what's the point? Just get fucking. Just get a fucking flat wine. If you're gonna walk on ice, you might as well dance on it, right, sister? <laughs> Best 
poetic. I don't know what it means, but yes, and I'm behind it. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're never going to you're never going to be stronger than the ocean or the internet or whatever metaphor yeah. you want to use. So the reason I was able to cut out top is because I learned my lesson the first time. I didn't try to fight it. I didn't try to be like, no, I'm a really nice lady actually with a good heart who means well. I was like, yeah, fuck this. I am a scammer. What of it? Like, I'm the baddest bitch on the internet. Like, come for me. I dare you. Like, I like this bad Barbie energy we're getting right here i wouldn't say that it's all of me like i definitely have soft mushy corners to me but you have a you have a whisper of v nasty running through your body <laughs> but that's not all that you encompass exactly exactly but it also is a very very important part of me mm-hmm. so i don't even know what your podcast is about i was just talking to my therapist and i was like yeah like i'm going on this podcast i'm really excited i had such a hard time explaining it to him i was like it's so cool it's great. He's like, well, have you ever listened to an episode? I'm like, no. He's like, why do you want to be on it? I'm like, I just do. I just want to be part of it. It just seems like a, just seems like a good thing to do. He was like, well, what are they going to ask you? And I was like, I don't know. Well, first of all, first of all, all, welcome to the How Long Gone universe, the hallowed halls of How Long Gone. If we knew what this podcast was about, we probably wouldn't still be doing it. So your your therapist is onto something. Um, but there's a there's an element of discovery. There's an element of discovery to every episode, you know. But I, I want to talk to you about Florida uh, first and foremost. I feel like you really ride hard for for Florida, and I think that Florida gets a bad rap. I fucking love Florida, and you know, I I ride even harder for Bryn, who I met in Florida, which is part of why I like your podcast. If I had to if I had to distill my reason for liking your podcast down to one reason it would probably be your colors are blue and green and together they make turquoise but if i had to choose two reasons the second one would be that brin is the only guest that you've had on twice am i right yeah ryan o'connell um and brin are the only two yeah but yeah brin yeah she she kind of really she's just effortlessly cool you know what i mean i'm sure you agree i love that bitch so much and i just feel like if i were as cool and as hot as brin i think i'm as hot as her but i don't think i'm as cool as her (laughs) if i were as cool as her i would just like the same way i i would move through life like daenerys Targaryen, just like my dragons breathing fire on everyone, no survivors, even the innocents die. And I just feel like Bryn is so I I love that she's had her own problems with addiction. Mine was with Adderall. Mm-hmm. She now doesn't drink. And I just think she is so humble, so genuine, so kind. I'm like, Bryn, you know you're like the coolest person ever, right? Like you know you don't have you know you don't have to be this nice <laughs> and i just and she is because she's just fucking wonderful and i just i just really like that about well, her that's so really much. sweet of you i'm sure her i'm sure she's listening to this and i'm sure she is getting misty eyed just hearing all this mm-hmm. praise and you know <laughs> the more she the more she hears things like that the more you know she'll be able to you know move through life like that person that you just said big dick swinging it's the game of thrones a villain. game of thrones yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Operating through life as if you possess a dragon. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys met in, did you meet in Florida? Yes, we were living like an hour and a half away from each other, which in Florida is very close because the state is fucking huge. It's like one of those Texas like states where it's like, oh my God, you're in the next town over. You're 90 minutes away by car. Whereas like for us, that's like, you know, like what, like Montauk? It's like going to Maine, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah. So we met, we met on the beach and we just had the funnest night. I had like, I made two friends in quarantine. Bryn was one. My, I brought my friend Willa I, and my assistant Bradley. I brought him too. And we just hung out. Um, we just hung out at Bryn's beach that she likes. And it was just a really, it was just a really nice day with sunsets and just a funny Bryn story is that when we were walking over, she's like, you're cool with birds. Right. And I was like, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, like, I know they're going to be seagulls at a beach. She and her brother had been feeding the birds. We arrive at their beach chairs. It's just covered, covered in birds. Like you walk over to their chairs and just like the whole, it looks like the ground was like being sucked up into the sky because all the birds were just leaving the chairs. And um, a fun Bryn fact is she's really not afraid of birds. Like she really, she really. I was wondering about that. Good to know. But how, yeah. how did you, how long, how much time did you spend in, in the state of Florida? Well, I was in Berlin when the borders closed and god damn it i had just been there reoccurring yeah. theme on this podcast my least favorite city berlin it comes up every episode wait why don't you like it i i can't get into it but why do you like it <laughs> no but but why can't you get into you it you can give her the elevator pitch chris we've discussed it before uh people are mean food is bad there's no reason to be there wow <laughs> he also doesn't like techno techno music as much as you and i do caroline <laughs> yeah i to be fair, if I had gone to Berlin and had, I, I couldn't even vocalize this before I got on the plane because I felt this so sincerely that, and I was so embarrassed about like how earnestly I felt this, that I literally couldn't even tell my best friends. But like, I was like, if I do not get into Bergheim, this trip will be a failure and I will come home hating Berlin for the rest of my life. That's just... Yeah. I just really wanted to go to Bergheim. You have a you have your out you have your outfit picked out. You get your hair and nails done. You, you have know what's so attitude. crazy is I got all this advice about getting into Bergheim from my coolest friends there. There's this one German girl who was just like she was dating one of my British friends from Oxford at the time, and she was always just like disappearing into SUVs on the streets to buy like drugs cool. that I didn't even like. I was afraid to try. And she just seems so drugs that are just a bunch of numbers and letters together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. The drugs that it's just like G H eight three, and it's like I don't even, I don't even like know what this is. <laughs> I'm like using data to like Google it to see if like fentanyl can be mixed in with it. Like drugs that literally scare me. But this girl was like, I was asking her all this advice about getting into Berghain, and she she was German, and she's like. No, you are not getting in. I'm sorry, but no, they never let you in. You're too happy. You're too happy. Too happy. And, she was, and I was like, and I was like, no, there has to be a way. And she's like, okay, maybe, maybe you put your hair. These are her words. Don't cancel mm -hmm. me. Although you couldn't if you tried. She was like, you put your hair in the low, the lowest ponytail. So you look like a lesbian. And I was like, I'm not sure all lesbians wear low ponytails, but I'm taking this. Yeah, I've never heard that. But I've never heard that before, but sure. Well, this is this is the German Berlin's Berliner stereotype. And she was like, you do not smile. You pretend you are German. If they ask you any questions, you nod. Do not speak. They will know you do not speak German. And Google the DJs so you know what DJ is playing there tonight. Oh, and we're, and we're all black and no makeup. So I do this. I wear all black, low ponytail. They speak to me in German at the door. It's the big tattoo guy. 
And I nodded and they spoke to me in German again. And then, and then I said the DJ's name and then they spoke to someone inside the door and then they spoke to me again and I, I didn't know what to do. And then they were like, no. And so I went home, but, but this was like at, this was like at, at 1am and the night was still young. And I'm, I applied to Cambridge three times before I got in. I was, when I hear Mm. no, I hear not yet. Like I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, like what they don't know is that I'm actually going to Bergheim tonight. You won't take nine for an answer. (laughs) I will not take nine for an answer. Um, but um, I I should make merch that says that when I finally come out with nine Nal jeans for my brand. But um, we'll talk about that offline. Don't worry. <laughs> but um, yeah, you're like I I'll I'll give you my percentage. I'll put you in touch with my, my people for sure. coming up with that idea. But I went home, and this is what I love so much about this Bergkind story is that the moral of it ended up being so Disney in such a perverse sex club setting that it's just it just dazzles me i go home mm-hmm. instead of trying to dress up like someone who i'm not i put on white and black polka dot spandex booty shorts a giant tie-dye t-shirt with a corona beer logo <laughs> on it because this was pre-corona and i did not know how badly sartorial <laughs> choice would would age in just a few short weeks and I put my hair in like two Princess Leia buns on either side of my head. And then I broke off tree branches and put them into either bun like antlers, but with fuck? stuff growing on them. And, and then and then I went back. Oh, and I wore sneakers instead of like, I literally wore my running shoes that I'd packed to run. The way that you're holding your bald head. I'm just, I'm just taken aback by the branches the, the no you, when, the, when you said the tree branches that the branch Chris, the branch yeah, edition yeah, made me check my lineup you know what i'm saying that's what we had to you know <laughs> you had to apply his wig yeah yeah. yeah 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 um you know someone asked me the other day on instagram how they should wear flowers in their hair if they're bald and i think what you should do for any baldies out there listening you should buy the skims kim kardashian nipple tape and tape the flowers behind your ear. And I thought this was Great a really smart solution. I came up with it myself. Yeah, I was pretty pleased what with that. What if I showed up to my barber on Friday with with some skims, nipple covers, and flowers? Like, bro, I need you to do the usual half on the sides, you know, one on top. <laughs> but then I'm going to need you to stick these flowers by my ears if you don't mind. Just whatever's yeah, yeah, yeah. in season, whatever's in season. Whatever, yeah, whatever's, whatever's local. So wait, did you get in? Of course you got in. And so the moral of the story, but it, it goes even deeper than just making fashion choices that were very caroline i showed up at the door huge fucking smile spoke to them in english they Mm -hmm. said something again to like people back there and they like brought someone out to look at my corona shirt because i swear to god it was funny in this particular day (laughs) in the first week of march it was still it was still a insouciant joke and not a got it incredibly distasteful i don't personally caroline i don't find anything funny about a delicious ice cold mexican cerveza but i guess there is a joke there somewhere the joke was sort of like uh, you know what i'm not i'm not gonna try to justify it it didn't age well but (laughs) but little i think we all have memories from the first week of march where it's like the narrator should have been saying little did we know you know like Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
But um, <laughs> but they brought some more people out, and I like waved and smiled, and I was like, "Pretty good, right? You like the show? <laughs> like it's pretty great." And I did sort of like a little like I don't know like a little jig. And then they said more things, and I, I didn't know what they were saying. So I was like, "Also the leaves, also very good." And they just laughed and they let me in. And I was like, yes, let's fucking go. And then I spent the next three days inside that abandoned. <laughs> You're like, I'm not, I got in, I'm not leaving. You just had to be the perfect self that you were the whole time, just like a Disney princess. Literally, literally, I was like, this is a Disney fairy tale. But instead of castles, which I also love, it's just like people like having like anal sex like on the dance floor <laughs> okay so the white yeah. moana gets into bergheim three days is a long time how was any of that spent napping in an anal dungeon or were you up the whole time you know no i actually did sleep at one point that's so funny i forget that we actually i met this guy who was super cool in german and had like glasses which i love i love like a little bit of like intellectual look like bro like do you even i'm not like bro do you even lift i'm like bro do you even read like do, oh did you go on <laughs> okay, you just put on glasses for the listeners at home yeah yeah six sick amazing very good yeah yeah, yeah. you're like totally unrelated <laughs> totally unrelated the blue light affects me you understand yeah 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 i understand damn these are real bro i need these to see i'm like Please fight over me more. Like I'll, it's it's I'll hotter if it's not prescription, story, Chris. Like, fight it's hotter. It's hotter if it's not prescription. Is a twisted thing to say. <laughs> so you met you met a German. What drugs are you on with this German hottie? I don't know. I let him buy all the drugs. I gave him a list of drugs I didn't want him to come back with. I was like, no heroin, no Adderall. He's like, what's Adderall? I'm like, I'll tell you later. <laughs> Uh, nothing with a needle to inject it. Nothing with letters or numbers. Like, I only want you to come back with ecstasy or cocaine. That's the amuse-bouche at Bergheim. <laughs> but, you know. Did you know that there's actually a secret ice cream shop in the very, very top of the factory where they sell ice cream? No, I did not know that. Yeah, I found this out actually from Claire Danes when she was on Ellen. <laughs> And I, yeah, I was like Claire Dane when she was like, when we were just hanging out uh. together. But um, no, when she, I found this out from a YouTube clip of Claire Danes on Ellen. And I can pinpoint that to the exact moment that like, I would have looked straight into camera and been like, it is my life mission to get into Bergheim someday and eat the Bergheim <laughs> ice cream. Well, very fucked up. But yeah, we slept for like, a couple hours and just had this really, I plan on writing a short story about it someday because we ended up, I'm like, for someone on OnlyFans, you would think that selling topless photos of yourself and having sex with strangers would like go hand in hand personality wise. But I'm actually incredibly anxious and, and just sensitive about having sex with people I don't know. Mm -hmm. So like, we didn't hook up, we weren't having sex. He like, at one point, he like put his arm around me, like when we took this nap. And I very much considered being like, no, it's too far. It's too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, someone's just like literally getting fucked up the ass like two <laughs> feet away from us. But um, And you're like, slow down, Klaus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's exactly. take things one step at a time. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> are you still, are you, are you still yeah, yeah, in touch? Was... Are you still in touch with this German lover or no? Well, here's the thing. He was an absolute sociopath and he told me all these secrets I don't want to say them on a podcast because, you know, like, 
because I'm a nice lady and what happens at Bergheim stays at Bergheim, but I'm going to make up a secret he didn't tell me just so that you can get an idea of the sort of things he was sharing. Perfect. Like he was telling me about how, so what I like to do when I'm on drugs is not dance, but have very deep heart to hearts with those around me. Classic. So he was telling me about how the last girl he loved that I can share. Everyone's had a last love. Now let me make up a hypothetical situation that isn't what happened, but is sort of like that. He, uh, okay. You know what? Actually, I'm just going to say he cheated on her all the time. And just like when he wasn't with her, had just like, would fuck like multiple girls a night. He was like really attractive. He was at Bergheim by himself because he, that the next morning, or sorry. And like, he planned on spending the weekend at Bergheim. Cause when you go, you go for like three days mm-hmm. and he planned on spending like a day or two at Bergheim and then maybe like going home and sleeping and getting his plane to London where he was moving. He ended up not moving to London because of the pandemic and he had to go home, but he, what did, uh, what did this fella, yeah, what did this, just, what did this German hottie do for a living? He was a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> shit i did not see that coming i didn't i, not, I did not see that coming um, i can't even i couldn't have workshopped a better answer to that question great answer um, unbelievable yeah. answer unbelievable i i, I literally was he tatted up maybe maybe he had a few tattoos okay no swastika on the cheek though yeah so we don't keep in touch because <laughs> i just think that he would be terrible to me if i knew him in real life like i really liked the dynamic of him buying all these drugs with me and showing me around Bergheim and being sort of like the Virgil to my Dante in this crazy uh, German sort of apocalyptic inferno. Uh And I really liked that dynamic and him being hesitant to like put his arm around me. But I was like, Oh my God, you seem like such a toxic person. I like Mm -hmm. do not want to ever know you outside of this. You had a nice little slice of a moment, but it's not your forever partner. Exactly. I don't even think he, yeah, I don't, I want, I want him to someday read my short story about Bergheim and be like, yeah, I couldn't contact this girl again if I tried. Mm-hmm. What is the, what are the, yeah, that bridge has been burned. So what is, but, um, what are you, but yeah, Florida's fun too. <laughs> <laughs> I love how this came from you being like, so tell me about Florida. And I'm like, so Bergheim. <laughs> so tell me more about the Bergheim of America. That is Florida. The fine peninsula of Florida. You know, I actually, don't agree with that comparison even a little bit but it is okay. a, a good segue it is a good segue but, what did you do um, what did you do it well, but what did you do in florida for eight months besides like hoard stuff and like go to the beach took a lot of only fans photos hung out with my family a lot what is hold on hold on hold on that's a twisted combo so what do you what what is your family's awareness of only fans my mom actually subscribes to my only fans which sounds really fucked up but like i don't think she's like hear me out hear me out she's seen those titties before <laughs> yeah first of all she made them inside of her body oh sure so sure there's i understand that second of all my mom is really proud of the fact that she's bought every single thing i've ever sold no matter how little she needed it like no matter how much she did not want one more shitty watercolor that i made on her wall she buys something when i come out with a new series it's beautiful so she so she subscribes and i actually really like the fact that i know that the she'll see the content because i really enjoy shooting OnlyFans photos and i think i'm a really fundamental 
mentally performative person. And I think there is like a voyeuristic aspect of it that really like I enjoy and get off on. But I know that since my mom subscribes, like I wouldn't post anything of my body that she wouldn't see if we weren't sharing, you know, a room together at like a B&B on a girl's trip. Like mm-hmm. anything that I wouldn't like change in front of her, like I, I wouldn't That's show. a good like, litmus I'd test. I'd be topless in my underwear for a second while I get changed. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's just a good litmus test. And it really keeps me from no, like. That actually makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. But what's what's the Caroline Calloway OnlyFans monthly subscription price looking like? I wish it could be like $250 a month. But OnlyFans caps you at $49.99 a month. And so I literally can't charge more than that, but I just charge the maximum that the site lets me, which is forty nine ninety nine a month. That's more than Hulu. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. These titties okay. are very elitist, so <laughs> if you're not rich, don't bother. So you're still, but you're still, you're actively doing this. You're actively doing this and taking home a nice, a nice, a nice sum of money per month. You know, the last month that I've been in New York, I actually haven't posted any OnlyFans content. And part of it's just because at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, the timeline is, you know, like Natalie's article comes out in September. My dad dies that week. I clean his house out in February after the estate gets settled. He was like deeply in debt because he was just very mentally ill. So like it took a while to figure out like what I could have from his house and like what would go to like his debtors. Mm -hmm. So the boxes from his house arrive while I'm in Berlin. And my plan was to come home from Berlin, unpack his stuff and, and get rid of my stuff and sell it off or just, I don't know, figure it out. But what happened was these, these, these boxes arrived while I was in Berlin and the borders closed. And I made a very, uh, sort of dire last minute choice to fly instead of Berlin to New York. Um, My plane ticket was for like weeks after the borders would be closed. So I had to get a new one anyways. And I had to decide whether to buy like Berlin, New York or Berlin, Tampa. So I could be near my family. And is that a flight that exists? You can't fly direct to Tampa. Uh, Okay. I'm I'm Berlin, Miami and then did Miami, Tampa. That's what happened. But, um, but yeah, I, sensitive sensitive uh soul that i am i very much thought this might be the apocalypse and if so i wanted to die like with my mom the way the old people die on the titanic like holding each other as the water gushes in Mm -hmm. and i can't do that in new york because my family is not here so i flew straight to florida got trapped there for a year came back one month ago to a shit ton of I was able to keep my apartment in New York because of the influx of cash from OnlyFans. I'm not rich now, but I kept my apartment and I paid off all of my debt to my publishers from when I was addicted to Adderall and got into this book deal for a book I didn't even want to write. Finally got out of that, kept my apartment, came home. And now I just have so much fucking stuff. I have two human beings worth of stuff in my apartment and I'm, I can only sell so much stuff a day and I just don't feel like taking nudes in my apartment. That's just so fucking messy. Like it doesn't feel like a home. And so I haven't been posting any nudes, but luckily that hasn't stopped new people from subscribing. What's the, so what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the Caroline Calloway plan for income? Honestly, I have so much stuff that I think, I think I won't have like a clean apartment until Maybe June, 
So my plan right now is just be literally a a seller of stuff. I was I was joking the other day when someone asked me what I did. I was like, I'm basically just a stuff seller. I just sell stuff right now. <laughs> um, like I just like I, I I wouldn't dare to call myself an antique stealer, but it's like sort of that vibe. <laughs> like I just sell old stuff that I don't want right now. I just have a flea market, but the flea, the flea market swap meet vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wheeling and dealing. You're you're ready to. <laughs> You're yeah. ready to haggle if, like, if need be. Make me a deal. Make me an offer I can't refuse. But um, I think I'll be doing that for another month. And then Scammer, I made so much progress with it in Florida. I, I scrapped. The book was supposed to be, it was supposed to be printed March 15th. And it was supposed to be about originally how 2019 was the worst year ever. And then 2020 happened that plot became irrelevant forever. But then I bought back my, I got out of my deal with my original publishers. So I didn't have to limit myself to just writing about 2019, which they didn't own because I hadn't lived that year of my life when I got into that book deal so many years ago Mm -hmm. in college. Um, So now I'm rewriting the whole thing and it's everything I sold to publishers plus everything, all the darkness I left out the first time around. Am I allowed to ask you questions on this podcast? Because I feel like I'm monologuing and I feel like that's so rude and I really want to get to know you guys. Oh, uh, no, it's not rude at all. It's not. We, we do three episodes a week of this. So people, you know, have heard a lot of our talking. So we're happy to, to shed a spotlight on you so our listeners can learn more about you. But you are absolutely more than welcome to ask us questions if you'd like to. Do you guys think that you're cool? I used to think I was cool until maybe until this podcast came around. I also think that I think the, the the barometer of cool moves very quickly, and I also think that's a young person's game, which Jason and I are not. How old are y'all? He's thirty eight. I'm forty. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Are you are you baffled by this because of our youthful appearance? Yes, I am, and, and your youthful coolness. I think you guys are really cool. You're sweet for saying that. Uh, Great to hear. I, I, uh, my whole life growing up, though, I did not think I was cool, and I always worked hard at trying to be cool. And then I thought I achieved cool, and then we did this podcast, and then a lot of people on the internet have let me know that I am, in fact, not cool. <laughs> yeah, we get told that's, every day. That's incorrect. Like Chris said, once you hit a certain, you know, once you've done a bunch of shit and seen it all and everything like that, like your desire, like you, you can't be cool after a certain age. Unless you're like a elite level person, you know? I really like what I want above all else is to be like a cultural icon. Like I want to be an artist and I, I mean that in the sense of writing and being a painter. I'm not sure I necessarily want to be cool. I, I think did you read the Dime Square article that was recently posted in the New York or New York Times? Oh yeah. Of course. Cow? I think Chris okay. <laughs> I don't have access to the New York Times right now. In terms of paywall, but I think Chris read it. <laughs> I read it. I read it enough for both of us. I'm in between subscriptions. When you subscribe, definitely do my OnlyFans first, and then the New York Times. That's the order everyone should subscribe. Yes, ma'am. But I loved what Honor Levy was saying about how people probably thought Andy Warhol and his friends were like so fucking annoying and vapid, and like I'm sure they had haters. Like we remember them as being so, or we remember Andy as being so cool. But can you imagine, like? How many fucking trolls he would have had if he were if Andy Warhol yeah. were on Twitter? 
this ties back into what I was saying about how lucky I feel that I've sort of like transcended being canceled. Although I much prefer being liked the way I am now. Like I, this is much, much easier, Mm -hmm. but it is, it is nice to not be so, uh, not be so wounded by so many people disliking you. Cause I think the human spirit was not designed to withstand the fire hose of online hate. Like no one's built to live through that. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah. And so I think it's really normal for y'all to think that maybe you're not cool just because you have haters, but of course you have fucking haters. It's the fucking internet. And of course it fucking hurts your feelings. No one's fucking built to deal with it. Like we're just not built for this. We're built to seek out acceptance so that we can like yeah. find food and live in communities and be stronger as a group in our caves, you know? I agree. I agree. First of all, you look 36 and you look, mm, I would say 33. We'll take it. We'll take so it. So I'm shocked that you're 38 and 40. We appreciate it. How have you learned to deal with it though? Like how have you what what do you do to deal with this? Do you do you just not look at it or do you just not care anymore because it's it's been you've had such extremes. You know, I've I've never talked about this publicly before and it's something that a whole chapter in Scammer is dedicated to. So it's not like I don't plan to tell this story. I am very invested in making this story known. But it really came down to, so after I went viral as a scam, this Reddit page started that just really hated me. And now, I mean, God bless Reddit. Like, I really think some Reddit pages are like doing the Lord's work and like really doing like some important investigative journalism. And, you know, there's even a Reddit Mm -hmm. page now that there are now two Reddit pages and one is like really pro me. And I used to be rattled by the fact that a, a Reddit page just to pick apart Every little thing I post, every outfit I wear, every typo I make, every choice I make in my life about where to eat, who to date, who to be friends with is just picked apart by like a community of people Mm -hmm. that used to really shake me up. And even after I went viral as a scam and Natalie's article, it's still, I would be lying if I said I was absolutely unbothered by it. Then like the most intense leaders of this community they faked these medical documents, these Swedish medical documents to convince me that like my college boyfriend that I dated for like three years was dying of terminal leukemia. And oh I think, what? I, and you know what's so fucked up? They did such a good job. Like they, they spelled doctor with a K. Like they, they did everything the correct <laughs> Swedish way. Like they, they really, they really committed to it. And like I, I consider myself a smart girl. Like I, they even like got names of like mutual of mutual friends who like they pretended to be to like, let me know that like, you know, he only had a few months to live and I should reach out. And I, I did, oh I, I wrote like a, an eight page, like handwritten letter to be like, I'm so sorry you're dying. Here are the things I want to apologize for. I spent so many nights crying because I just... I don't know if you've ever had an ex die, but it was not a possibility that even crossed my mind. Like, I just thought I would be like hoping I do better than my exes forever. And to have it flip in an instant and be like this person who you once loved and like, you know, we're awful to, but we're also wonderful to. And this person who was awful to you, but was also wonderful to you. It is on the brink of death. Like it really fucked me up. 
And when I finally realized that it was just something they were doing to just, uh, just like fuck with me, that was really like, I cannot tell you how much a part of my heart just like closed off to online trolls. Mm. I was like, mm. my fucking God, like these people are like, I do want feedback in my life from my mentors, from my mom, from my good friends, from the people who know me and who can like help me become the most evolved person of myself and like keep me in check. But like, I would say that whole like uh, leukemia scam, if you will, mm-hmm. was like a moment that really, I was just like, these people are sick. Like this is fucking insane. Yeah. And like, I, these people are sick. And I feel bad for them. And like... No, nothing nothing is shocking after something like that happens to you. Yeah. You can't really take them as like authorities on anything. Even if it's like a monkey at a keyboard typing Shakespeare, like, you know, eventually he'll type one sentence of Shakespeare. Like, yes, just because they say one thing that, you know, my good friend would say to me or like some thoughtful criticism, it does not make the millions of other things that they, the nonsense that they type that... Just the hours that they spend obsessing over me, those hours are not proof that they're experts and that their opinion should be valued. Those hours are actually proof of like a sort of sickness that I want. I want them to spend as much time living their own life as they do obsessing over me. And that's truly the story of how I how I really got over haters. I was just like, damn. God damn. Carolyn, you you mentioned at the beginning that you were talking to your therapist about going on this podcast. What what do you guys normally talk about on a on a day-to-day basis if you feel comfortable talking about that? Wow, I don't. That's a crazy question. That's uh that's literally so fucked up. I cannot believe you just asked me this on your fucking podcast. That's like really rude. Like I wouldn't do this again to another guest. Like my dad died of suicide. I go to therapy twice a week. Like I'm obviously very mentally ill. Like the point of therapy is that you have a safe space and like it won't be broadcasted or picked apart, but I will tell you some things we talked about. I, I was so excited about going on this podcast. I was so excited about meeting y'all and talking to you mm-hmm. that it was actually hard for me to get into heavier things with him because I was scared of like, getting into deeper feelings because i just wanted to be my most effervescent yeah happy self on this podcast you definitely succeeded but yeah i did i was like philip we can't talk about anything sad tonight only how great new york is let me tell you about how well my life is going don't bring up any of my flaws right now i love paying for that yeah. well you know when i when i said that when i asked that question i apologize but i was not hoping to find the deep darks personal items like that it was more so no you know i I'm sure there are people who are less mentally ill than I am who didn't inherit suicidal depression from their dad. Mm-hmm. I hate how our culture looks at therapy as like some kind of like luxury, like getting facials or something. Yep. Whereas like I really feel like I inherited sort of a faulty if I if I had inherited like a faulty liver from my parents' genetics. No one would blink twice at me paying for like regular dialysis. That would not be a luxury that I do. That would be like me taking care of the organ that's sort of faulty in my body. And I just really see after my experience with being addicted to Adderall and being such a terrible friend to Natalie and getting into a a half a million dollar book deal for a book I didn't even want to write. Like I really, the way I find meaning in that is 
very much taking the lesson to heart that like, okay, I just like, I have a very sad brain and I, I, I don't think it's something that will like keep me from being a good artist or a cultural icon or a good friend or like a happy person. It's just something that requires like mm-hmm. constant maintenance. And so I see my therapy mm-hmm. as like something that's just, it's one thing I take seriously to make meaning out of, you know, trying to self-medicate depression with the euphoric side effects of Adderall or my dad's suicide. It's, mm-hmm. it's one way that I feel like I've, I've learned and are making and I'm going to like live differently because this experience has happened to me. But do, y- do y'all go to therapy? I, I do, yeah. Uh, I, I have in the past, but I don't currently at this moment. But I, it's something that I like to do my own version of with friends, uh, you know, as much as I can. Amazing. I mean, I don't get liver dialysis. Like, if your liver is not fucked up, you don't need it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of people who say, like, therapy is for everyone. Like, I don't, I don't think it necessarily is. I think that's too extreme. Interesting. But I'm. Um, it's really surprising to me that A, that y'all are so old and B, that y'all don't think that you're super cool because I was like, Philip, we cannot get into heavy shit today. I want this podcast to go well. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're super cool and I want to enjoy my time. With I'm them. sure Philip, I'm sure Philip was happy to oblige. He's like, yeah, baby, I love New York, the greatest city on earth. <laughs> no, no, no. Philip was not like that at all. He was like, I know I keep pushing this point. I was like, God damn it, Philip. <laughs> I told you what I was comfortable with. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I told you I want to leave this therapy session feeling like a bad bitch. And so it's like, okay, 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 okay. That's not really what therapy is about, but we can we can do this today. That's literally what today. I tell my trainer three times a week. I, I really can relate to that. I want to leave this session feeling like a bad bitch. I hope that's a, like a verbatim quote. Oh, it's a verbatim quote. Also, do you know what Bryn told me about y'all, which I think maybe like hyped you up in my mind a little bit? She was like, Mm-mm. they're like the epitome of cool straight boys. And I was like, oh, my God, coming from you, Brent, this is terrifying. Um, well, I can confirm. <laughs> I can only confirm for myself that I'm straight. But I that part we can we can't confirm. Straight guys can only get so cool. You know, there's a ceiling for us. I disagree. I think by, I think by being a humble white man, you are automatically vaulted to God tier. It's like, oh, my God, yeah. you don't even think you're cool. <laughs> So amazing, so amazing. You know, I mean, I, I, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, there's some truth to that. I mean, look, I like to be involved in cool stuff, you know, um, and and that to me is is as close as I need to be, whatever whatever that means. You know what I mean? Uh, as far as like work goes, I like people who are able to admit that. I feel like as a woman, especially as a woman, it's like we so associate like women who want coolness greatness, fame, money, like those, the connotations for a female brain wanting those things are conniving, evil, manipulative, attention for attention seeking. And I just think, I, I just think that's, you know, internalized sexism at its worst, but also it's just, it doesn't have to be true even when applied to men. Like I, I find it so refreshing when men and especially other women can be like, yeah, I would love to be cool. Like I would love to be well-liked. I would, I personally would love to be more famous. I fucking am such a slut for clout, but I'm also a good person. 
unless you read the news. In that case, I should go to jail. <laughs> well, those you can be you can be a slut for clout and still be a good person. And I'm glad that you I'm glad that you mentioned that. I know, but we're just not. We're the culture is not talking about that enough. Is this podcast going to start with me giving a tour of my garden, like a visual tour to an audio audience? Yes, ma'am. It will. Yeah, we we like to we like to really situate the listener with with all of the ins and outs of how this show goes. <laughs> yeah, typically the podcast starts where we get a the first glimpse of somebody's home, and then we sort of like we don't make fun of it, but we you know we discuss it. But we we just we hit record and then you're like, here's my tree, here's my flowers, here's my water feature. Um, (laughs) But you know, I've done a lot of podcasting in my life. We've interviewed hundreds of people, and I would say you you are the quintessential podcast guest. You you're you're, it's like hitting the auto drive on the Tesla. You you, it just goes, Mm -hmm. and so I think you should pat yourself on the back for being an excellent podcast guest. Thank you. No, I I do feel like I'm an excellent. I feel like I'm an excellent podcast guest. I really, really agree with that. <laughs> I like, I know, I know myself. I get ready. I have my fucking espresso shot. Yeah. I have my favorite wine. I put, I even brought a blanket out to this hammock just so that I could be really be vibing and having just like, I think when you listen to podcasts, it really, or, or watch a movie or watch someone dance or watch someone paint or watch someone write. I think there's so much to be said for like, how much someone is enjoying what they're doing. Like you can be a bad dancer, but really carry it. If Mm -hmm. you're just like, you know, having the best time, even acting, like I can think of some theater performances where I'm like, I do not believe this character, but like, damn, this actor is loving this, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, it really just carries in. And I, I think it just applies to every single medium of art be it podcasts or i agree pastels or ballet you know? we can we can talk about absolutely nothing complete bullshit for an hour but if you hear that in our voices that we are enjoying this and having a good time it's going to always be a pleasure to listen to oh i wasn't talking about y'all i was talking about me i think you i think this is pulling teeth for you guys not I at think all you guys are not having no a good time. no bitch no, 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 no. No. I, I will reach <laughs> through this zoom what no, no, do no, no, you no. i'm joking <laughs> If I really thought that, I wouldn't have said that. But Chris, you just said, "What's the deal with?" And then, well, I, well, what do you listen? I, do I you listen to podcasts? Like, I, I know you're a, you're a guest now, but do you listen to any? No, I just I just go as a guest on lots of podcasts, and that's sort of how I get my podcast energy. I just like, and I really like the podcast that I do. I'm like, yeah, that was a pretty good podcast, <laughs> but it's just the sound of my own voice. Do you go back and listen to your episodes that you were on or no? You know, if I really, really liked it, like I recently did the Ion Pack. Yeah. And I loved the interview I gave with them. I had the best time. Mm-hmm. I had such a fun time. I, I might do this with this interview too, that I will re-listen to it mm-hmm. to just like, yeah, big, big shouts, actually. <laughs> Excuse you. Yeah, but, I'm sorry. Um, big huge shouts. shouts. Ginormous shouts. <laughs> but um, yeah, sometimes I'll go back to just like, relive it if i'm having a good day but a lot of times i'll just i'll just record move on next project keep it moving you do a pump and dump yeah exactly exactly my biggest thing that i like to listen to um are youtube tea videos what kind of tea are we talking about jeff wittick david dobrik Nikita Dragon, Tana Mojo, okay. AMA. Yeah. Like I am so caught up on I've heard of I've heard about this cuz it's basically these guys talking about their own world only. Like they're talking about like if I watched that I wouldn't even know who they were talking about because it's all like YouTubers and stuff. I think I 
find it really therapeutic because these tea channels, the genre of it, in the same way that certain art mediums have certain styles, you know, like magazine photography is like, you really want to get like a portrait that also sort of exhibits the clothes or maybe for pastels, you really want to take advantage of your ability to smear, to make shadows, to blend so finely. Mm. With YouTube tea videos, the genre is so-and-so exposed, career over. This is the end for so-and-so. And I think I find it really therapeutic to just like on a daily basis, like hear about these people's careers ending because people certainly said that about me at one point. So like Caroline Calloway exposed, we know the truth. And I listen to these TV videos and I literally feel calmer because I'm just like, uh, none of this is true. This will all be like a different headline tomorrow. This is all bullshit. Mm. And that's how like I unwind from my day. I think it, it, it helps me, it helps me metabolize my own online presence. And I, I think having a fast online metabolism is like a strength that I definitely want to keep a muscle. I want to mm-hmm. exercise a and must. keep in tip top shape. Must. What are your guiltiest YouTube pleasures? Oh, we've talked about this a lot. Should, we've talked about this a lot. I'm, I'm big into chiropractor videos. Oh, for the crunches? Uh, I just, I consider myself to be an athlete. The crunches and the I just consider myself to be an athlete. So I like to see the human body being worked on in a way that will make it perform better. Interesting. I'm a little bit of a crack addict. Don't get me, don't get it. Don't get me wrong. It takes a certain kind of guy. Wow. It's deeper. Is that what the community calls itself? Because that's an amazing fandom title. They do. They do. (laughs) Crack addict. Yes, they do call themselves that. Yes. Yeah. So I have a few certain, certain, um, chiropractors that i like to follow um and and some are bigger than others for the spinal teeth yeah yeah that's the, yeah exactly i haven't been to the chiropractor in so long and i feel so guilty about going because i'm just like how can i be making doctor's appointments when like hospitals are overflowing but now that mm. i'm talking it through out loud like chiropractors they're, are they're not, not doctors on they're not doctors either it's like yeah, they're they're, they're not, like dentists they're you know what i mean no offense <laughs> to the chiropractic community but you're not a medical doctor a lot of oh, them will no. just come to your house yeah you can you can get somebody crack to addicts show are up. about to come for you on Twitter i would not the, the crack addicts know that i'm a, like i can't be canceled but i also can't save you like crack addicts <laughs> they go hard like i'm sorry they, they go hard jason you. do you watch what do you watch besides old tennis stuff do you watch anything twisted I don't. There, I don't have any guilty pleasure stuff on YouTube. It's usually watching tennis videos or like cooking videos. That's that's pretty much it. There's no there's no like sinister corners of the web. I mean, if I get really 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 stoned, maybe some type of like nine eleven conspiracy thing. But I haven't done that in years. That sounds healthy. He's weaned him. He's weaned himself off. He's he's weaned himself off the conspiracy theories. But he's still he's still. I, I'm concerned that he could turn at any point. <laughs> you know who does a lot of. Uh, conspiracy videos who's really in the youtube tea circulation this is this would be a 100 dollars jeopardy question this is not difficult if you watch youtube tea at all shane dawson oh i know shane dawson i i know <laughs> you guys are like mm, very interesting very good very good i have a i have a small i have a small history with um jeffrey star um, so I'm I'm familiar with the. Oh my god! Tell me everything. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he did three days at Bergheim with Jeffrey. I'll say there's he did more than put his arm around him. I'll, I'll Jeffrey beat Jeffrey beat my face what? in more ways than one. No, no, no. Um, you fucked Jeffrey. I did not. <laughs> no, it's just what? he was like I don't know if we're joking. We're joking. We're, we're joking. joking. We were on tour. 
this is just a long time ago. I, I he was a musician before he was a makeup guy, and he was yes. he was on a tour that I was also on, and uh, he was known at that time for you know turning out some young emo boys uh, on the tour. What do you mean turning out? What do you mean turning out? Convincing them to have sex Con- with you. Convincing a straight man to have sex with you when you're when you're gay. Means turning out. Actually, I'm gonna go pee really quick. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Like, so what do you think of Jason? Like, are you guys actually? <laughs> I'm, friends? Still, I'm still here. <laughs> he can hear us. Jason's my Jason. Okay, like, do you actually like? Do you actually get along, or is that what was that just a bit? No, Jason's my best friend. I, we t- see each other all the time. We talk all the time, even before we did this show. I can't believe you talk to three guests a week. That's pretty fucking crazy. Well, we talk to two guests a week, and then one is just Jason and I. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's a state of the union. It's a, it's a weekly state of the union. You know, we check in with each other. And what do you guys talk about? You know, kind of the innocuous stuff we talk about all the time. But there's a little more. We like to talk about Jason's hangovers, um, Jason's twisted food that he eats because he's a pretty adventurous eater. Um, exercise, uh, Saturday Night Live, you know, a little, a little bit of everything. Just checking in on what's been going on in our lives, really. Did you know Chloe Feynman from Saturday Night Live got a custom wig made of my hair to play me on her Instagram stories? That's so good. I mean, she's good. She's very good. She's very good. She's amazing. And did you know Heidi? Heidi Gardner bought one of my Matisse cutouts. I love this. You have a lot of Saturday Night Live Literally connections. Angels, angels. We, I love these. Women. Yeah, they're great. I, love these women I, I like so the, much. I like them a lot. Chloe is very the the her impressions are crazy. It's too good. Can you imagine if Jason gets back and he's just like, bro, the podcast is over. I'll be devastated. That'd be really cool. I was like, don't you think that would be like a little rude? To Jason. I would never do something like that <laughs> no, to no, my no. esteemed partner. You would never do that. But Caroline, me. tell everyone where they can find you on the World Wide Web and follow your adventures. I'm going to be fucking mysterious. If you find me, you find me. I have nothing. I need a promo. I can do okay. my own stuff. Go off. Yeah, you do your own stuff. Maybe follow the OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. If you'd like to... Uh, if you'd like to see some of the best breasts in your entire life, just like Imagine the perfect B cups. Mm-hmm. www.onlyfans.com forward slash Caroline Calloway. Forty nine ninety nine a month for a reason. I'm sure someday you'll read about a short story that I wrote about Burkhan and have a similar experience to the boy I met there and been like, oh yeah, I know about this girl. Wait, this girl from the from the podcast. That's exactly what's going to happen. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Y'all are so lovely. Thank you. Our pleasure. I can't wait until you're in New York again and we have dinner with Brent. We can mob out. I will. We'll see you soon, Caroline. Yeah, we'll be out this summer. Don't worry. We'll be out this summer. <laughs> the energy here is immaculate. Come ASAP. We will. Thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll show up with a bouquet for you. Yeah, of course. Of course. Thank you for having we'll me. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, you guys. Yeah.